So we'll just give you a, a small primer about the basis of where we're speaking from about it, yeah? Which is, you can speak about it. You can speak about duality. And by hearing duality, maybe that aspect, which is all of you, that which is the essence of what non-duality is stating, will hear it, yes? So what you are will hear about what you're not and recognize it's not that. Instead of trying to convince what you're not to recognize what it is, because it can't, yeah? So it's just a little movement. It seems very different to me. And uh, we've stuck to it for years because this was really basically a download of stuff. First, I was speaking in recovery and then I got uh, upgraded. The download started to change into this idea of non-duality. And uh, when I was going, you know, something would move through me and then something very clearly told me to stop right at this point of not talking about the lion, but talking about the lion uh, being covered up by the act of being identified as the sheep, yes? So the whole point isn't to sing the great glory of being a lion, because all that will happen is what will hear that message in a second or two will be a sheep, yeah? Which will neuter the whole message. So let's just talk about the sheep to the lion instead of talking about the lion to the sheep. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole movement. And it's obviously it's negation from that point. It's not an affirmation of being a lion. It's a negation of being a sheep. Yes, that's all that's necessary because you are what you're looking for. It isn't like there's something else that you're looking for. No, you are what you're looking for. So once you get over uh, looking for what you're not, it doesn't turn to something else to look for because you are what you've been looking for is the assumption, yes? Being ourselves reality. There's no need to look for reality. It's just to look at these activities that are obstructing or seemingly appearing, and it's, it's appearing to us that they're obstructing the fact about life, yeah? With these assumed facts. So we're just gonna question the assumed facts and then those, those trees will fall because they have no solid ground. They have no rooting. Yeah, it's all advertising. The trees will fall and then it will be clear, uh, not to what you're not, but to what you are, that it's not that. Yeah, that's the whole message. It's more direction and really the signs of it is a loss of interest. And really incredibly, a huge loss of interest in the topic called non-duality. <laughs> That's one of the first topics you lose interest in. <laughs> Quickly following is the need to be liberated. You lose interest in that and then <laughs> how to integrate awakeness into ordinary life, you lose complete interest in that topic. <laughs> you don't enter non-dual psychiatry probably. 
you don't become a non-dual life coach. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it, but I mean, it sort of goes against the whole idea, I'd say. So <laughs> now there's a lot of, there can be, there's every, every therapist is a non-dual therapist, knowing it or not. <laughs> but, but using non-duality as a topic to sort of ease the, the uh, let's say the explosive nature of misunderstanding that duality is, uh, I don't know if it works that well. Yeah, yeah. It's like if I was a therapist, if I was, <laughs> we always use this story about going into psychiatry and uh, my, my specialty would be what's not happening. So I could probably, I could retire after one day. I'd have uh, 60 people lined up for eight hours because it would only take a minute or two when they launched into all the sufferings and, and sorrows based on what's not happening. I would just say, Mr. Smith, that's not, that's not happening. I'll see you next week. <laughs> there you go. So every hour session would be about a minute. So you could have about 60 people. <laughs> because what happens if you give an answer or a solution to what's not happening? It seems to be happening, doesn't it? What is the clearest answer to what's not happening? It's not happening. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. So as soon as you act as if it's happening, it's one in a sense, yeah? The horses are out of the barn and it's just, you're not gonna be able to pull them back in. So this is a message of negation, not affirmation. We have a sense that you and I are the affirming quality we're looking for. Yes, we are being. So it's negating all the other stuff that causes us to seem to have to search for what we are, yeah? to believe that we have to do a lot of effort and thought to arrive at exactly where we are right now. Yeah. And even though we arrive at now, we definitely could be more clear and more of this and more of that. Where the, it's just the engine of seeking, you know, finding a highway to express itself in, yeah. I never thought, you know, when I was younger, I felt spirituality, I'm sinking in this couch here. I'm <laughs> 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 you know, I felt spirituality was a different beast, a different breed, a different thing. I thought you could do pretty much the same thing, but if it was in spiritual terms, it would have some kind of immunity. And I was mistaken. Yeah. And when I got involved with a lot of spiritual groups from after the Zen Bitch Slap website went up, I saw quite evidently spiritual addiction. Yeah. And what it's rooted in is a mental addiction to this idea of being the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the taster, the toucher, the one who has pain, the one who doesn't want to have pain. It's an addiction that I haven't ever seen anything close to because I had tons of intimate experiences 
in addiction and with a certain uh, object called cocaine, yes? I did a lot of cocaine and I would do a lot of stuff to do a little cocaine. I would do, I would throw up my whole life just to get one shot, really. And yet all the years, and no matter how many days I was up on it or how good or how bad the quality of the drug was, I never, not once thought I was cocaine. Not once, not once did I believe I was a, a powder from Peru. I just did not, yeah. Now I believe the mental state that we're relying on, it's not like when I say we, there isn't a we, it's just the language, but this mental state that seems to be relied on is addicted to this idea of being the doer, the feeler, the thinker, and it's pictured all that claiming of all that ownership and doership and thinkership is pictured as a body, yeah? That's the only interest the head has really in the body is that it authenticates its story, yes? So when, he, when it's thought of as, as the doer, it's pictured as a body. When it's thought, as, thought of as the seer, it's pictured as a body. When it's the hearer, it's pictured as the body. Now, I don't know how you get from hearing to the hearer at all, yeah? Because it doesn't seem like there's a hearer before hearing, yeah? And I don't think it's necessary for there to be a hearer before or after hearing. There's just hearing, yeah? There's just thinking and seeing and feeling and tasting and touching and doing, yeah? This, this add-on, and it's not only an add-on, it wouldn't be so bad if it was just an add-on, but it's a dominant, it takes the dominant role. In other words, the thinking gets underplayed and now the thinker reigns supreme. And then you're wondering why thoughts seem to mean so much because they're held as the thinker, yeah? One thought held as mine can ruin your day. It can. I've watched it. I've watched it in my own life and then seen it in other people plenty of times. Yeah. So this sense of the ownership and the doership and the habership is pictured as a body and the mental state and the, the relative mind works in imagery. It goes a lot farther than a thousand sayings that I'm the doer. One picture of you representing all the doing that's happened has a much more powerful impact. So there's an identification and that identification is imaged as a body, yeah? You don't switch and identify with God or something else because you are that, yeah? And you're not actually identifying as the body. It's the mental state that you're assuming to be something that has a whole lot to do with you is what's doing it. And it doesn't have a whole lot to do with you. It's mechanical. You do not choose to feel like you're a mental state. There's a mental state that implies that you choose to do or feel like a mental state. Yes. So the freedom is inherent, but not that, not to the one that's seemingly bound. See, there's a freedom from the one that's bound. The one is gonna continually to be bound. Yeah, because the thinker and the thoughts are in a symbiotic relationship. The thinker to get reinforced needs thoughts, yeah? And then the thoughts that have meaning need a thinker because the meaning of the thought comes from the thinker. 
Yes. We are the giving of all meaning. And so a lot of meaning is given to thoughts by the idea that we're the thinker. Yeah, you want to change the meaning of thoughts, change the sense of being the thinker. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> You thought you were going to get a little bit of line. No, you can't do shit, Angie. You can't. That's the great news. You can finally give it up. The huge burden of being able to do something that you're not capable of doing. You can finally put that. You're on the train. You can put the luggage down. Yeah. Hallelujah. And then you start feeling a relief, not because you've arrived at where you wanted to be, because, but because you never left, yeah? There's not too many, there's very few parades are launched by the statement on having never left. There's a lot of parades after you believe you arrived, yeah? But on having never left, there's no 4th of July explosions, no pats on your back. Oh, you really did it today. No, because on having never left means nothing's happened, yeah? Hallelujah. So, yeah. So what I found was when I was starting to do talks, I remember in LA very clearly, my friend Kyle was watching the door, you know, people were coming in and they were signing up, whatever. And then he came after the meeting and goes, hey, Paul, a lot of people stopped and said, you know, I don't know what the fuck this guy's talking about. Everything he says goes over my head. And he says, what about that? I said, exactly where we're aiming, exactly. I'm so happy, success, yeah. The whole point is to go over your head. We're throwing it everywhere. We can't miss that, but we wanna miss you. <laughs> we wanna miss you because you're the impediment, not you, but the activity of you. And you only have, you know, that there's that imagery in India with the, the woman with a thousand arms. So a thousand myths, you can still throw a good enough curve to get through it. Yeah, you can throw a waffle ball. You can throw this where the ability to reach will be out, will be thrown over, yeah? And then you're left with your own devices and then you see they're not your device. Every time your hand grasping finds something and something puts something in it, isn't serving you because you're still relying on your own devices. You're not seeing they're not yours. Yeah, the way you want to understand it isn't going to work because it includes you as the understander, which is non-duality negates the idea of a you completely. As supposedly Lord Buddha said, events happen, deeds are done, yet there's no individual doer thereof. So yes, there's understanding, but there is not one who understands. Can you understand that? <laughs> that's the see there's a platform called duality a many splendid activity not so black and white as what its name would entail black and white because there's a lot of subtlety in duality yeah you'll see it in a life where a life goes into addiction and then ends up in recovery that's a dualistic expression yeah you go way down into hell, then you get lifted to a heaven, yes? Both of them can be mechanisms of bondage of self. 
because there's the feeling of the one who is in hell and the feeling there's a one that's in heaven. That's duality, yes? That's what the, the understanding of duality is, uh, is specifically targeting that little nugget in all our misunderstandings, which is we're included. We're included to, on every path we read about and every path we enter, the emphasis is more on the one who entered the path than the path itself. Yes? That's the bondage of self. Then paths become a form of expressing bondage of self. Then the word awakening, when held by a dualistic expression, can cause incredible being bummed out. When you see, you think others are awake and you're not, yeah? You can see the reaction to the word enlightenment. It would have been better that most people never heard the word, yet the word implies the cessation of all suffering. Yet when we hear it in a certain way, it, it's used to produce suffering. Isn't that incredible? That the whole thing you're giving this great meaning to, the cessation of all suffering, when it's entertained by our mental conditions, causes suffering. Don't you see it? Don't you see? It's like the big elephant in the fucking room. Yeah. The party sucks when you get there. You're not going to, it's not going to, you're not going to make it work. Time travel. I'll tie you. I'll time travel back to the party as myself clothed in the mystery of nonness. So I won't even show up and then the party will be made. No, it's not going to work. Time, time travel. Take tons of fucking shit. Try to get back before and be at the party before the party. So therefore you never arrived at the party. So the party will be made. No, it won't. As soon as you, as the, as the receiver, the cognizer, the one who's experiencing it, gives it a meaning of tunis. Yes? It doesn't shake out. So what needs to be negated, not things you do or don't do, but the sense of being the doer of all of it. That's the point of negation. It doesn't spring into negating the good and bad. It's negating the sense of uniqueness, that one sense of specialness, that one long lasting independent separate thingness, yeah? It negates that. And then you start traveling lighter through the good and bad, yeah? It doesn't destroy your fucking life when you come to realization you're a fraud. Yeah, that you're not nice in a lot of situations, that you're fucking selfish, that you don't care about other people. This is all hypothetical because I'm deeply <laughs> emphatic with people. All this stuff, you yeah. know, all that meaning that would be given to it if it was you isn't given it to it anymore because there isn't a you. That's called traveling lighter. Yeah. The traveling lighter isn't you learning how to travel lighter, it's a loss of interest in you. And that's the traveling letter. Yeah. I try to be as specific as possible here because you know, you're at the kiosk and we sell cod. You know? I don't care if you wanna make it macro, but don't make it macro in front of me. I'm gonna say it's cod. So if you want it to be macro, save that for yourself later. And then you can compare, oh, it's just another piece of mackerel. I've had tons of pieces. No, it's cod, yeah? The cod is that. You lose the interest in the need to be liberated. 
Hallelujah. That's the liberation. You're liberated from that need, that drive to be liberated. That's it. You lose interest in being interested in shit. <laughs> Seriously. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I wouldn't want to impress anything on you by telling you what it's like and what the gaining of interest in other activities do. That's the fun of finding out. The fun of finding out is all on you, not you, the you you think you are, but whatever, this event. I'm not gonna try to frame that already, but I can frame there's gonna be a loss of interest, definitely. That the loss of interest is a very good sign. When you start losing interest in the next author, the, the amazing new fucking thing, you're going to be a happier, more content fucking nobody. Yes. Hallelujah. Isn't that what you want, really? Or do you want to be seen being awake? You know what I mean? You want to be the last one to get up at the meditation hall. Yeah. Whatever. Who cares? You know? So this, some people are sitting here. Oh, oh I got an autograph Zazen, Zazen, the last master who sat on this, woke up, pass on the cushion, the generation, give me a shit, whatever, <laughs> whatever, so yes, so for someone who's new, Kathleen, it's basically all that we feel is necessary is to introduce a simple understanding that you could call framed in non-duality so that it will bring into stark contrast the misunderstandings we're living by, yeah? When you have a big gathering of a whole lot of misunderstandings, it doesn't go anywhere. We need to have an introduction of something, yeah? that stands the test of time, isn't situational, isn't circumstantial. It's just based on the assumption that being ourselves reality, yeah? The seeker is actually the sort. With that, that understanding will bring into stark contrast the misunderstanding. Just like a simple thing, when someone presents an understanding that there is no doer, one of the first standardized reactions from the mental state is, I'll just lay on a couch all day. You know what I mean? What am, you know, I'm gonna leave here and drop five hits of acid. And so I'm probably not, you know, because there has never been a doer. <laughs> so basically everything you've been doing was just doing to begin with. There's not gonna be a huge change <laughs> when there's a realization you're not the doer. <laughs> You're gonna do the same old fucking stupid things like you used to do, probably. <laughs> but you'll be less interested in them. <laughs> so you run into these things all the time, yes. Uh, or a person gets a feeling of really beautiful sense at satsang, and then he shares or she shares, and then this is the beginning of the world, the word, but. Oh, it's so really nice here, but what's gonna happen on Tuesday? <laughs> well, it's Saturday, so let's let, take care of Tuesday on Tuesday, yeah? 
but the head will immediately pledge allegiance to its true master, which is itself, yes? Time and shit like that. So you'll be basking in an incredible sense of wholeness, but that's not enough to the head. The head will go, what about Wednesday? What about next Friday when I have that, uh, that review at work or something, yes? To me, this is just the mental state trying to reassert its dominance, yeah? And we keep swallowing it as us. Yeah. What happens if you stand there and you see it go through its rantings and ravings? It's sort of like my friends shared that thing about the Wizard of Oz. You've seen the little dude behind the curtain. Yeah. Now the explosions are explosions, but they don't cause the same reaction when you thought there was a big bad motherfucker causing them. You've realized they're just explosions. They're just loud noises. <laughs> You don't call the police when you have a thought, I'd love to kill that person. You don't go to the police station and give yourself up. It's just the thoughts, they're not yours. I wanted to kill someone, no you didn't. Your head said, I wanted to kill someone. That isn't you, yeah? Can you imagine that? Officer, please. I thought about doing cocaine today. No, I didn't, the head may have thought, thank God that's never happened. 34 years really blows my mind but you could have thoughts and not have any accountability or consequence from them yeah you could cohabitate the realm of thinking because you're here they come and go yeah why are you so fucking frozen in fear when a lot of thoughts coagulate right on your corner you're afraid you get jumped or shit, no. You're before and after, yeah? You're the space that they're appearing in. You must believe you're the thinker to get mugged by thoughts. To get your ass totally kicked by thoughts, you gotta be walking into that crowd as a thinker. <laughs> That's true. That's the freedom, yeah? The freedom is readily available. It's not like you thought, I'm never gonna have another thought again. No, but no thought's gonna have you anymore. Yes? The thoughts will show up, they'll do their dance, but you won't join in. Yeah, so I hope it gets through because uh, I ran into this in, since the beginning. You share something, five people come up and tell, I really liked what you had you say, and then they explain what you said and you didn't have that meaning at all when it was being said, but it's not up to me. Yeah? It's out of my jurisdiction. I don't know what the hell you're gonna make of it, but that's why we keep having the meetings that keep reasserting at least, you know, this idea that it's not an experience. You're not gonna have a non-dual experience. You know, an experience is of duality. Yes, you get that, don't you? Yeah. So there's no non-dual experience. First of all, non-dual would have to be a thing that you could experience, which you can't, yeah. The closest you can get to is being it. And I believe that's our condition. So being uh, is not an experiential zone. Being is much more of a contextual zone. It's not an experience, experiential zone. You can't translate being into an experience. Yeah. 
So the experiences happen, and then underneath and all around, there's another condition, let's say, which is has no beginning or end. <laughs> Does it need two aspects, the experiencer and the event that's experienced? Does it need it? Yeah, it just is. And you can have that sense permeate through your experiential field, and that is the effect of traveling lighter through a world of experiences, yes? It doesn't mean everything's gonna go great. It means you'll travel lighter with whatever life has in store for you as this action for you. And then I realized after years, what more do you want really? Yeah. You're not getting out of here. And when you do, you won't be able to recognize you got out of here, yeah? When you die, you're not gonna experience your own death. Other people will, but you're not. <laughs> you're not gonna be there anymore. <laughs> they'll be talking about you for a few days baby but then it's all gone 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 <laughs> but you have lost complete interest in the topic of paul or nick because it would the voice box goes with the body it doesn't it doesn't have a, it's like a shuttle it shoots off and searches for another body no that, that loop ends, that song is the last song. <laughs> but I had something to do with it. <laughs> and if you believe the thoughts all that time and the last set of thoughts is you really blew it, that's not a bad note to go out on. <laughs> that is a bad note to go out on. <laughs> you really fucked up, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the irony hurts, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> I remember years ago, they had a, years and years ago, they had a strange coincidence. They had all these people who are experts in certain fields, like this guy who was an expert on juicing and he got killed by a coconut, he fell off a tree and killed him. <laughs> Then there was a lady who was an expert supposedly on dying and she went out kicking and screaming. I mean, she fucking made a big thing. So there's all these people that are experts on the topic and they got killed by the topic, so to speak. <laughs> the irony. So, yeah. So, all right, anyone have any... Um, whatever questions shares yeah uh robert which uh, wow. I, think, I think robert's new i haven't met him <laughs> all right robert. hi hi um first of all um i absolutely love that introduction thank you so much that was really um yeah really uh profound and um that sort of leads into my question which is is the only profound thing about non-duality how unprofound it is Uh, well, in a way, it's unprofound on that which loves profundity, <laughs> yes? So again, it, it's still some of the meaning of the observer of it is leaking into what we're sharing, yes? It looks completely ordinary, but it's amazing, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but obviously that which thrives on specialness and excitement and drama it would seem to be ordinary yeah yeah 
but again, that's a little bit from the observer putting in. Yeah. I don't think it has any quality. That's the beauty of it. You can paint whatever you want. It doesn't change the message of the canvas. Yeah. And anyone look at the people who wrote like, uh, you know, I'm not a student of them, but uh, Hafiz and uh, Rumi and stuff. Yes. Now these people had a sense of the complete absence, yet they wrote as if it was a beloved and everything it was beautiful. I mean, what a beautiful piece of art. So what best, what best clay of art could there be but nothing? It could be made into anything. It can be expressed any way. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we used to call it dog shit awareness to sort of catch that unprofound profundity. Yeah. Dog shit awareness. What? Pure awareness. Fuck is watch pure awareness. I had a hit, it was 80% awareness. <laughs> I wanted a pure, give me a break. 80% is 20. For under 18, it's 3.2 awareness content. <laughs> I don't see how could there be a pure awareness? That pure is become is coming after the awareness. It's being re, it's being inserted by what's after us, and then we all pure awareness. I mean, is the fish getting hit by water every second of the day? In a sense, it is. Yeah. Does it know it? No. Yeah. Are we like a wash? Are we of awareness or are we in awareness? I would say we're of awareness, yeah? Just like here, the space, we used to use this when we were earlier on. You look at a wall here and uh, you're gonna take the wall down, 10 by 12 wall. When you take it down, is there a moment where the void is there? In other words, did the wall take up space, push space away, or is the wall an appearance in space? When you take the wall down, does, does the wall, does a, the space, is it a little lighter than it was when the wall was there? Yes? So mm -hmm. is the wall an appearance in space or is it pushing space away and crowding into space? It's an appearance in space, yeah? So Paul, seemingly right now is appearing in space. If Paul left, you could only remember Paul because he would now not be appearing in the space that you're watching, seeing, yes? Now, did Paul take up, I would be taking up a very small, thin piece of space, but if, if Paul was taking up space, uh, then there would be something, space would have to be right there when Paul moved. Yes, but obviously Paul is an appearance of space, really. You could say an appearance in space, but it's an appearance in space of space. Yes? Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I don't know where that went. <laughs> no, that was really helpful. I found that really interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. Check it out. Watch a building come down and then 
are you going to have a, a nine, a, like a super quintessence of a second where you'll see void? No, it's all space. Shit, huge buildings, they come down. <laughs> space didn't get concerned. <gasps> space is not like the emperor with no clothes. When everything comes down, there it is in all its glory. Yeah. So. I don't know what that has to do with what we were saying. Did you hear? <laughs> oh, no. The question was about the being found. Oh, being, no, the profound, yes. The ordinariness of non-dwelling, yes. yes. Yeah. Well, again, to something that thrives on specialness, it would look ordinary, don't you think? Just like, you know, if the coyote meets the tortoise, the tortoise and gets a, after a minute or two realizes it can't get any meat from the desert tortoise, it loses interest and takes off, yeah? Because the desert tortoise didn't give him anything. Yeah. So the head is always looking for something. If, if, the, if the respond of you're looking for something is nothing. Wait, wait, wait. Excuse me, John uh, Robert, what is that in the chat that you just sent? I didn't, I didn't send what that. What the heck? That says, that says your name right there. What the heck, man? No, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. My hands have been here the whole time. Like you can There was another time. Robert I online. I didn't shortly. send that. Yeah. Like my hands. I, 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 I just, I just removed that. I just removed that person. Don't worry about it anymore. <laughs> I just saw that. I just saw the chat too. What the, we missed it. <laughs> Zoom drama. <laughs> I'd rather listen to that than the, uh, the nothingness of the message. And and excuse me, but Nick Gurr, you want to turn your that person video be, on too, please? That person okay, will be when we find him. I gotta remove another one. Oh, another one. It's got oh, Zoom yeah. bandits. Yeah, see, I'm I'm on a phone, so I can. You haven't seen them in a while. Yeah. <laughs> they're just they're just Move. chat in yeah, chat and putting some. Oh, they, oh, don't read the, don't read the chat. <laughs> okay, I think. All right. I think they're both gone now. Now, are Thanks. they gone? Did they take up any space, actually? <laughs> Just some entertainment. <laughs> Their effects will be forgotten quickly, and they took up no space. Yes? I rest my case. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I left the chat. I used the word motherfucker. Wow. Very, oh, pierce the heart. The pierce the heart of Zen Bitchlap. I remember we used to get that. They, there would be kids on the Zoom, you know, the Zoom bombs, and they didn't know what to do. So they just go, fuck, motherfucker. <laughs> they had no, you know, they, they worked so hard to get on to do the bomb, but they didn't have no fun. They didn't come up with a script. It's like, you motherfucker. <laughs> I can hear that on the street, Mo. <laughs> let me break, let me break into this, this fucking Zoom room. Uh, uh, you motherfucker. I slept with your mama. Although, let me say, I, I don't know if, how it would get to him, but I think I accidentally removed the Robert that asked the question because the other person, <laughs> the other person named themselves Robert as well. So I think, unfortunately, that happened. Like a suit Nazi. You're removed. <laughs> you asked the question. God. All right. Well, ah, I can breathe. 
All right, anyone else? Anyone else there? Yes, Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan. Jonathan. I like that that first Robert. I'm sorry we lost him. Yeah, maybe he'll watch the video, so sorry, Robert. <laughs> Enlightenment is a dirty business. Enlightenment is a dirty business. Yes. <laughs> it's, you're here and then you're gone. <laughs> The nasty business dealings of a Zoom meeting. I was there and then I wanted to ask a question and I was muted. All right. So uh, going back to what you were talking about with pure awareness and pure consciousness, um, which is like, I guess, traditionally it's considered to be before, prior to thought and, you know, my question actually is that, as, as I notice, I'm noticing a pronounced viewpoint of seeing and, and the senses being of themselves. Hearing is just hearing, seeing is just seeing. And I wonder if the whole idea of consciousness, is consciousness just a concept based on the amalgamation of when you're awake or in a dream state of, of, of the senses and thought, everything happening. I wonder if I'm explaining that okay, like, so that it's making sense. Well, I think it's more the idea that there's, you know, there's a, a cognition or there's a recognition that things are happening. Yeah. Isn't that the role of consciousness in a sense? But there's no one to recognize it. It's just the exactly. act itself. The recognition of it, just like Lord Buddha said, events and deeds are done, but there's no individual doer thereof. It's not saying there are no events or deeds. Events and deeds are done, but there's no individual doer thereof. Exactly. So it can can it be said that that or that consciousness is really just the ac action of sense and thought happening. No, I think the, again, it has a quality of observing or, or not. Part of the action is the knowing of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there would be, there's a dualism in that. So there's an action and then there's a knowing of the action. Now, when there's a knowing of the action, it sounds like there's a separate thing called an action. But in fact, it's an activity, the whole thing is. So there's an action and a knowing of the action. There's no breakdown where one is an action and one there is the knowing of the action. It's a combo. Yeah, mm. not even a combo, but it goes together. Yeah, but uh, I don't believe, I don't really care about that. I don't know what's going on mm -hmm. and that's refreshing because that which wants to know what's going on has a limited ability to understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything it understands has a certain flavor of a program that uh, changes the quality of the understanding, let's say. Yes. So to me, the recognition of the utility of you getting it or you 
escaping from you or you transcending you, all of that is uh, really the end all be all. You just get to that point and the momentum and the length of uh, time that was gonna just be exhausted at the moment of death shrinks and then there's a it's held in a different way now it's not that i became super clear i realize i can't be clear at all concerning all this yeah it's great <laughs> it is i mean the only thing lost is you get being there and you know it's I'll tell you, if you had a sense of it, you'd be happy to pay that <laughs> deal, man. It's not worth waiting for you to get it. Yeah. You don't understand. Do you understand that you is the is the obstacle in a sense? It's not like you're on the wrong ride. You're the ride. Yeah. No matter ride, what ride you're on, you're the ride that's giving meaning to that ride. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So. You can get on a very mindful ride. You still give it. Yes, it's. Just, I just don't see. I don't see success there. I see success in recognizing it's failed. That's the success. Yeah. We had it. I had an experience of it in life of addiction when I was struck sober, and that was that. I never had anything like that ever happen where something was put an end to that had such influence. Usually it, would, it was just amazing. Over time where I've never had a strong feeling or thought about drinking or using for 34 years. Seriously. Because if I would have, I would have probably gotten loaded. If I had an urge, I would have done it. But I didn't have any urges anymore, which was mind-boggling. Because my whole life was an urge. An urge with a lot of mental whipping of that urge, yeah, and it was slavery, really. I mean, it was, it was truly an experience of being used as transportation, definitely. And whatever was riding the horse didn't have the horse interest at all. <laughs> it could give a shit, which is whipping it to death. And uh, something intervened and stopped and changed. And you would think it would have taken a lot of time. Now it took time for me to recover from a lot of the conditions of the action figure that were crazy. But the, uh, the growing of the tree took a while, but the seed that had the whole tree was in there like that. Yeah, which is, so I think all of us have had uh, downloads where we could tell the quality of the info and let's say the power of it wasn't up here. Yeah, because some of these things that downloaded only took an instant, yet they've had a huge amount of power and have extended for years and years and years. Yes? You know what I mean? You know what's happening like in the world, the problem is there's not any fuel that, that has enough, as much oomph as fucking oil. Yeah, wind, they can't produce that big oomph that a million year old fucking thing has to push a motor or push a big boat. Yeah. So, this in a way is sort of, uh, you can get dispatches of from what you're of 
and they download here in what you're seemingly in. And the quality and the difference of it is mind boggling. Yeah, so to the point where when I heard this message this one time, because there was a lot of hearing of the message. This one time I heard, I was hearing it and it was like an unspoken yes. I just knew it was fucking over. And I knew it was knowledge before acquiring knowledge. I knew it. Just, I felt that this is knowledge before acquiring knowledge. I don't have to acquire this knowledge. It's already, we're all quite knowledgeable of it, yeah? The acquiring knowledge is actually disguising it. I'm trying to get a replacement for what's available now. Yeah. Why? Because, because of the love of that thing that's blocking one thing, and that is the big reflective surface in the other. It's all about me. Yeah. Well, that me needs to acquire knowledge because the knowledge of me is dualistic. It's, uh, it cannot understand. If you look at your mental logic, it's fucking insane if you see it from outside. When you're engaged with it, it makes sense. It does, it makes fucking sense. But when you see it from outside, it's completely insane, yeah? So in a way, that's what I feel satsang has the ability to allow, which are downloads. Yeah, that will go behind the enemy line, so to speak. And you're not an enemy, just like that terminology, yeah? And it will find, and if it's landed on you before, it's more apt to land on you again. Yeah, if the air, you know, the tarmac's long enough, it's not gonna fucking get, you know, and stuff comes in and uh, it has a completely different flavor than the, the horizontal downloads of the mental activity, yes? And so you come to recognize something you can't see, hear, feel, taste, or touch, but you have a deep recognition of it. How's that? Because you're not meeting it on an experiential level. You're not having an experience of it. You're it. You're of it. There's no twosome involved. You're it, of it. There's no experience available. You are of, are of it. Yeah, and a lot of the the events of doing talks have been a big empty hole, which has been awesome over the years. I don't get fucking anything out of this in a lot of ways. My head comes a pauper, leaves a pauper. Yet I'm the richest person around. It's great. Yeah, and I put it to the test, or it's something did because I had a seat assignment. I've come thousands of times to Paul Hedman meetings. Yet I've never attended one of them, but I've been here thousands of times, but never attended any of them. It's awesome. It's really incredible. I don't have that in other situations. Yeah. What was that? Oh, the dog park. We're at the dog park. Somebody's, they're interested in satsang, but they have a dog. Or the ball, there is no ball. All right, so uh, Mike, anyone else? I don't know where I went yes. with that. We have uh, Nico and then Ashley and then Grateful Dave. Go ahead. Hi, Nico. Good to have you back. Hi, hi. Can you hear oh, me? Oh, Nico, our, our East European. Hey, hi, Paul. Hi, Mwah. Uh, I'm right. okay. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm listening you, to you on YouTube more when I'm driving to my job. So uh, I'm still around. I'm still listening to the same old shit you're talking about. This guy, <laughs> Robert, said to everyone, this fucking bullshit. So we have to take this acknowledgement. I'm hearing that you're coming to Italy, no? Yes. September. You'll come to Croatia, no? Yeah, if you get in touch with me, we will. We'll take a ferry over yeah, there. I would, I would like to. I would like to. To be nice. We can arrange something in Zagreb, too. Yes, yes. It's the capital of Croatia. So we can, we can just contact via mail. I'll contact to Mike and we'll see if there are any possibilities. Yes. But I want just to say... I just wanted to say hello. I'll not take time. I see there are two more. So, and you Hold said on. everything. Hello? I've, I lost that last bit, Nico. Some people were... <laughs> whatever yeah whatever uh, so i just want to want to add that for me there is kind of spacey relaxed feeling when when i'm kind of let's say connected or when i feel that i'm in the right that that everything is smoothed out and i don't have any problems with the issue anymore so this would be my ad there is kind of spacey feeling that gives you uh, more perspective and the other thing is that when you have a life that is full of happenings you know job family all the things it needs some time to really uh, settle down because there are a lot of triggers that are kicking you like you know, that they're kicking the program back into the modes that are uh, kind of uh, doership, doership-ish, doership-ish. So like that, I would, I, I would add that. Well, the thing is, again, the facts are the facts. And then, you know, you also recognize what you're wrestling with on the daily mat, you know, like what's going on and and this is where you travel lighter through it but you have the ability to respond to what's happening from a understanding of what's happening that may not look like what's happening yeah so yeah i'm happy to hear from yeah. you Nico. yeah that'd yeah. be we'd love to come to croatia if we can when we're there yeah, we're nice. be in Pescara. Yeah. In Pescara, i think there's a, a ferry not far from there to, to uh, yeah. Croatia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's You have some ferries. I'll stay in touch with you guys, and if we can arrange something, it would be really great. All right, great, bro. Yeah, it'd be nice to see you. See you, Nico. See you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Nico. Great to see you. Nice to see you. Ashley is up next. Ashley. Hey, Paul. Um, this is beautiful talk as usual. I, I didn't even say that. <clears throat> I just want to throw it out. I, uh, you know, it was hilarious what you were saying at the beginning about you being a, you know, non-duality from like a therapist perspective or something. I, uh, I saw a therapist for the first time in a while because 
situations in my life are quite difficult and I hear what you're saying. <laughs> but, um, and I, I was actually saying to her, I, I, I I was in, I was trying to explain this stuff to her actually and why I didn't want to start therapy again. And she's like, cause she's saying this is like 10 years. There's just so much material to unpack. And I, you know, I just got totally lost in it. I got totally lost in it. And then I'm here again with you, you know, seeing it from a different perspective. And it's like what you're saying, there's like no solution to the horizontal downloads. And, but like, if there's one thing I'm powerless over, and you talk about this all the time about like the addiction of the seeker and the addiction of the, of, of the healing, but then balancing that with like, from the recovery view, like, being life on life's terms and like needing to actually deal with stuff. So I'm just throwing that out there. You can say what you want to say. I, mean, I don't even know if there's a question in here that you can respond to, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> so let me share one thing too. Uh, this isn't personally, it's, it's everything we do here is impersonal in a way, but we use personalness to make an image of. So I found in time uh, that that which was running my health program didn't have my best interests at heart, yes? So from having gone through a lot of trauma, physical with operations and getting run over by cars and shit, the head was flipped out. And so when I would try to get better, it would concentrate so much on that part that wanted to get better, it got worse. <laughs> yeah, and I learned, I saw a principle in that where I would look at people like today, I see everyone in these squares and I wouldn't turn my life over to every one of you, but some of you, I would turn my life over and you would do a better job with it than I do because you don't have these blind spots of best in interest in Paul. So I realized after a while that I was almost a hypochondriac where that was coming up because when I was one point, the stomach was bad. We've joked about this a lot. <laughs> the time I had bad stomach for quite a while and I was constantly trying to get relief. Makes sense. Uh, but it, I didn't realize this, this aspect as strong as it was. So I remember I, stomach was bothering me. So I was at Whole Foods and I saw this new product from Canada. They like, looked like little milk bottles and I bought six of them, a packet, it was 40 something bucks. And I would, and it said, cause most of the beneficial flora things would have like numbers and billions. This had trillion, it's trillions of intestinal flora, beneficial ones. I said, well, the billions haven't worked, so let's, let's dump trillions in there. So I started to drink this stuff religiously every week, and it was getting expensive, 48 bucks a week. And I was hoping, I don't want to look like a complete idiot, that it was working. So I was trying to coach myself into thinking, I feel, I think I feel, maybe it, it feels a little relief, you know. So I finally decided I got to get to the bottom of this. And in those circles, there was a famous laboratory in uh, Smoky Mountain Labs in Tennessee. 
they were the best. If you sent specimens of your shit, they would look into it and, and then they send you a paper and you would ask what they want to, what you wanted them to look for. And everyone, of course, parasites, everyone's afraid of taking over while they're completely taken over by the mental, but whatever, yeah, it's so weird. All right, so parasite. So I got the thing, I got the kit, I religiously, you know, shoveled some shit and put it in the tubes, sent it with my application. I couldn't wait for the return, kept drinking the shit. You know, I said, before I take these shit, shit samples, I'm gonna double, I'm gonna send three trillion of this shit in there. So finally I get the report back, and it says, no signs of parasites. Woo, I feel good about that. Then I get to the page and I, I, it says, uh, signs of beneficial flora, 0.000000. There's absolutely no signs of beneficial flora. Now I have immigrated trillions of beneficial flora into the, my little small intestine civilization. Trillions of them. No sign whatsoever. Then the next paragraph explains the whole thing. Uh, Mr. Hedeman, you have two bacteria that love beneficial flora. They've been gobbling up everything you fucking put in there. So I was actually a gourmet catering of these two bacteria. I was getting them the best shit, the best, giving it to them all the while thinking I was going to get better. I was just feeding the fucking problem. I've seen this a lot. I see this with a lot of people. The sickness isn't what they're having, it's how they're looking at it. Yes, there's a sickness, there's a myopic thing and the bets are hedged. The race is already fixed. You have a hope and it keeps you running like a horse or a greyhound. You live, you run off this false hope, but it, you're not going anywhere because the relief isn't where you think it is. It's in that which is seeking relief. That which was trying to control and manage my health was the problem in my health, truly, in a lot of ways. Who would have thunk? But I'm saying for a lot of people, it's that observing myopic aspect where we try to present it as, all right, there's a recognition of this idea of something other than you, let's say self and, and as a thief, but there's not a recognition that now that now you're looking at self from the policeman's point of view, which is another aspect of self. The scene has been claimed and now there's a, a policeman on the beat that's worse than when the thief was running around crazy because now you have the word perfection I've got to constantly get better, on and on, it's slavery. And I feel a lot of pissed people usually don't see both aspects. They see one and the blindness to the other allows it to go off. And you'll be running around this fucking, it's an entertainment for it. You're not winning any race. It just has you looking, looking, looking to get better with no interest in the fact of getting better. It's a gender is something else. Yeah. And it behooves us to become aware of it or you're gonna be looking from it. Yeah. And I've gone through it and now it's a joke. I can make jokes out of it, but it wasn't a joke then. Walking around when I was in macrobiotics, 
All I, all my, all my inter- interest and attention was on my intestinal tract all day. It's fucking insane. I go in a sauna, I didn't sweat because they told you not to drink any liquid except bunch of tea. 230 degrees, not an ounce of sweat. I was just like, totally insane trying to get better. Yes, I feel humbly that would be my diagnosis of some people. Yeah. You want to get relief from that which wants to get relief. Yeah. Seriously. So that's what I'm picking up today. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, the thief had the, had the neighborhood for so long when the policeman showed up. Yeah. First of all, I was on a strict probation for the first five years of recovery. I couldn't enjoy shit. Everything was going over. What's the intention? <laughs> it's insane. And then this idea of being perfect showed up and the urban renewal project just went on, budget, blah, 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 blah. And it was fucking, I yearned for the days of thiefdom. At least I had more fun. (laughs) So, yes. It's good to have people around that can point stuff out to you because something may not want certain things pointed out to you. Yes? Like the idea of we know, but we don't want to know. Most of the activity is not wanting to know. It's not knowing. It's what not, it's not wanting to know. The head does not want to know a lot of shit that goes against its little story or agenda. Yes? And unbeknownst to us, we may be feeding it all the juice for it to have a huge production in our life. Yeah. That's why I came to that conclusion. I could look at a dog catcher, give them my life. They do a better job with me than I do because they don't have these vested interests. They don't have these blind spots. Yeah. You're not out there to promote yourself in most cases or the sense of well-being. You're not. There's mental grudges and fucking things going on. And a lot of times you, you believe you're so wrong to be right about that, you gotta be wrong. And the head wants to be fucking right. So, yeah. I can talk about it because I came out of it a lot, a lot. And I've seen, uh, that's why I love non-duality because it's really premised on a loss of interest, not a gaining of interest. Yes, it's a loss of interest. That works. So, yep. All right, Ashley, where are you? Yeah, that's that's awesome. I know you're telling telling the truth. I just I know myself, and I, it's like I feel unable to cancel these next appointments, even though I know you're telling the truth. And then I go in and I try to explain this, and they just think I'm just avoiding. You know, I just don't want to feel all this pain. yes yes well you know service is a really good way and that's what i think i'm like i'd be better off volunteering all saturday i would be i think you would be tell you the truth and i yeah you dealing with the topic of you is uh not going well yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so the dogs have to be called off 
<laughs> yeah. When a lot of things we do call the dogs more, you gotta call the dogs off. And that's get lost in being at a soup kitchen. I remember when I went to uh, Sai Baba's place, I had grown up with in a with in a guru world when I was 19 and 20. And I got the idea of service. So the first thing we did, we'd go to the kitchen and volunteer. You know, so we'd be working, cleaning the pots, shit or like, or you know, getting potatoes, just you know, just, you know what I mean, hours, and then talking with someone it would be great. You'd feel a part of, yes, you'd be purposeful. You weren't sitting there trying to get everything. You were just being of service. It's such a powerful thing for people who seem to be at the butt end of a myopic view. Yeah, which always has you entailed with all the other views. You want to at least service blocks that, that loop of self-importance. You may just get lost in the importance of what you're doing. Yeah. I tell you, you know, I may be going on, but this is important. When I was, my mother, near the end of her life, we had to put her in. My, I didn't do anything, but my siblings put her in a nursing home because she was at this time in a wheelchair and she would pass out and she couldn't move the chair to get to the phone or anything and was, had her in a lot of anxiety a number of things. So we put her in a nursing home. So I would go there and she used to like to drink. So she'd always try to ask me bring a six pack of beer, but no, no. And I'd see her and she looked pretty bad. I'd come there. And then this one time I went there and they rolled her out and she was bright as hell. She was so fucking alive. Like when I was younger, when she used to take us to the beach, she had that look. She was just vibrant. And she had just gotten off her phone tree because she calls all these people that were lock-ins, you know, they weren't in facilities, they were in homes, but they couldn't get out. And her service every Saturday was to call these people up and see how they were doing. And she fucking looked great by doing that service. It made a huge impression on her, huge impression. And uh, never forgot it. And she was so bright because she had lost herself. She wasn't constantly paying attention to her condition. She was asking people about their condition. And in that, and there's another story. One of my favorite, my, one of my sponsors in uh, recovery was a guy named Cy P, a great guy. He used to be into the Course of Miracles, great guy, unbelievable man. And so he, he had an explosion in his garage and these gas cans went off. They just somehow it got hot enough and he had 70 something percent of his body burned, third degree burn. He's in the hospital, fucking not a happy camper. Super, super, the pain is unbelievable. So this nurse comes in and he feels like it's a big imposition. He says, don't you see I'm fucking suffering? The nurse says, hey, there's a kid on the, on the ward and he see, I think he's an alcoholic. Would you mind talking to him? And he's going in his head what the fuck, why are you imposing this on me? You know, let me just be absorbed in my own self-pity. And so the AA principal override the head. He says, okay, and the kid come in and he talked for three freaking hours. And when the kid left, he realized he had forgotten his pain for three hours. So he called the nurse's desk. He says, get me every fucking addict and alcoholic and start bringing them into my room. 
because he knew it worked. Yeah, it works for certain people, especially. And those people are extremely obsessed with self. So there you have it. Yeah. One of the tricks getting into service is just the next time. This happened a few years ago. I started saying the same. Next time somebody asks you for service. Yeah. You just take it. Yes. Yeah. It happened. I mean, I'm not saying try or not try, but it just, that's what happened to me. Somebody asked me, hey, you want to start this relationship? Yeah. See, in AA, we would get in the habit of saying yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, when you get older, maybe you can have some discrimination. But back then, it was yes. So people say, hey, you got to go pick up this guy. All right. You know, and you get in that habit. Yeah. Because what happens is, if you could see, if you could see like an energetic x-ray, people sitting, there's like a orbiting, like almost saran wrap, wrapped around here yeah and the people are caught in this gravitational pull and it's all about them it's unfucking believable yeah and they and it's they need to have that attention pulled out from that orbit and service is a very very efficient way it has the ability to pull out the attention and interest that's going around the idea of you and getting it into the whole fucking context of it all and of course you feel Usually the feeling is you feel bigger, yeah? You feel fucking available, and then you sense the presence of what you want to call God or whatever, because that's how it goes, yeah? You come out of the ass of self. And this is, instead of paying a divine proctologist, you can do it yourself in a weird way. You can just go and fucking serve soup tomorrow at Glide Memorial. In, in San Francisco, yeah, do something if you want. Be, I think it's then go to the therapist and talk about that. Maybe I don't know, but just yeah, that my humble take. Not just on you, Ashley. It's I've it was some you know that prescription was given to me when I was when I came into AA. So this sense of terminal uniqueness and that no one thinks like, like you or feels like you or feel this and that. It may seem as real as real can be, but it's not. It's manufactured. And to break it, you can't use it. You've got to be pulled out of it. You know, the, atten the interest and attention is now being used to wield the weapon of your own defeat, so to speak. You need it to be pulled out. Get it into the flow of that and you'll feel fucking better. Yeah, you'll feel better and hopefully you'll recognize and it'll become a habit until that feeling is available. Now you're of service. You only maybe have to do so much service. You'll be of service. Yes. It'll, trans, it'll become part of the attitude and outlook in which you look at things. By. So, yeah, there you go. It's my humble pitch for service. In recovery, we have a triangle, three sided. Recovery, it's recovery, unity, and service. Unity of purpose, which is to help other alcoholics recovery from this seemingly hopeless state of mind, body, and service. Yeah, that's what makes it work. So non-duality, when I first started seeing non-duality communities, I did not see much emphasis on service. I didn't. And uh, I think that's, they were just lacking in that. Yeah.
And we did a story about the guy in India who helped me with the bag. I don't want to go in again, but the people I was, I was hinting at at the non-duality group, they weren't taking the hints. I had a big bag and in Bombay, space is very valuable. I couldn't leave it at the hotel and I wanted to go south to see Ramana's Tirubhanamala. And no one would, and so I was hinting at the non-duality meetings. Hey, can anyone take, no, 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 no help. And then I, they said, oh, why don't you put it in the railroad uh, thing, which would be stolen in about three hours, the railroad's uh, locker. <laughs> and I'm going, you know, I'm hinting, no. And then this old guy in AA, I'm at a meeting there in, in Bombay, and he, he hears my plight and he comes up and he says, I'll take your bed. I go far out. He says, I'll come over to your guest house tomorrow and pick it up. I said, you don't have to do that. He said, no, 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 no problem. Comes, picks it up. Comes back 16 days. I go to that meeting. The next day he says, I'm going to, I'll bring it back to your guest house. He drives, he brings it back. He fixed it. He fixed all the zippers. He sewed some rips. And then one of the guys at the AA meeting told me, you know, he took a bus to your place. He doesn't have a car. He fucking took a bus both times, never said a word, fixed the whole freaking bag. And I was, you know, I was traveling around the world, fixed the zipper, everything. He didn't say a fucking thing, you know? Because he had the spirit of service. Yeah, yeah. People may be afraid there is no one to be of service. Fucking just do the service. Yeah. <laughs> So yes, those are my two stories. I have tons of them really about it, about, uh, yeah. You know, the intention is, you may think that your intention is leading to you to awake or find great peace, but it may not be. It may be the biggest deterrent, yeah? So you got, it's like the old burlesque kit. You got to send it around the corner for a half an hour so that shit can happen. <laughs> you can't because, man, it's just, uh, well, thank you. Anyone else? Nice to see you, Ashley. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, Ashley. Uh, Grateful Dave's up. Grateful Dave. Yeah, there you go. Grateful hey, what's Dave. up, Paul? <laughs> hey, thanks so much for your talk today. Uh, I got a lot out of it. I love when you hit service like that. It um, it reminds me that uh, you know, that's the greatest way that I can get out of self when I'm not focused on me, and uh, I really appreciate that. Um, I just had a quick question. I hear you talk about this often, um, and it's a, a course in miracles. I just picked up the book. I guess my seeking energy is uh still pretty hot, so I figure you know I will try to right. satisfy pretty heavy. That? that's a heavy book if anything can stop you that <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying and so the question is just like how to approach this right there's um you know there's the, uh, do this so, do the lessons and follow instructions it well there's says, the text it says relax don't concentrate just check out the yeah. room so that's the question is like there's the text and then there's the lesson should i read the text first and then do the uh, lessons what was that 
I would do the first 20 lessons at least. Do the first 20 lessons and then you can read a little bit, but the, the lessons are, uh, they're exercises concerning perception, yeah? And then the text is uh, a very well drawn out explanation of why everything's the way it is, yes? With you in a starring role <laughs> as the dreaming. You and I are the dreaming of the dreams. We forget that we're dreaming and we give everything the ability to affect us. Yes, as the drunk, I'm throwing in as a drunk. So when I heard that, that explained, it was seemingly a, a clear diagnosis of my life that you and I are the dreaming of the dream. We forget that. I was interested in that. It seemed the meth, the mechanism of seemingly forgetting it is an identification as the dreamt, yes? So now the dreamt, which is the dreaming, is giving everything all the meaning it has. And now it's giving everything it's the meaning it has to the, the ability to affect it. Yeah, so that which I was dreaming is now affecting me as if it's real. Because I'm not seeing it from dreaming, I'm seeing it from the dreamt, yeah. And the Course of Miracles would say, projection first, which is dreaming, perception, which is the, is the, that's the role of the dreamt. The dreamt is the perceiving of the dreaming as real. There you go. Yeah? Yeah, so, so focus on the lessons first and just the text as it goes. Okay. But knowing you, Grateful Dave, I think you're going to do both. So there you go. <laughs> I, I was literally thinking of breaking down the reading one lesson per day and then the congruent amount of pages per day, which is only 1.8 pages over a year. Um, page 468, the blue one, 468, and read, uh, you'll find what it says. It says one of the sentences there is the brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. Yes. Hmm. Firm in faith in this something else that we have made to be ourselves is the act of denial of what we are. It's very, very, it's a three paragraphs of pure negation. Beautiful. Mm, 468. 468 in the, in the Course of Miracles. Yeah, that's the one I have. I think it is in the, it's the inner foundation one. There's different Course of Miracles. Book. Right? Yeah, they don't have copyright anymore. The group I was involved with took them to court and won. Now anyone can write a Course in Miracles book. Yeah, yeah, yeah this one is, uh, it's got like the text, the teacher's workbook and it. Yeah, all kinds blue of cover? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the Inner Light Foundation. Okay. Yeah, awesome. hi. Thank you. Then and you're welcome. You're going to do what you want. <laughs> If you're welcome to come to a Monday night group of a few of us that have interest in A Course in Miracles, and there's you know, a lot of experience and um, well, well versed in it. So uh, just email yeah. me to join. Okay. Is there, uh, can I get your email somehow, Mike? Yeah, let's put it in the chat. And it's always up on the website too, um, but I'll oh, put it okay. in the chat right now too. Thanks. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> What? Let's get going. Well, Greg, yeah, you want to take Greg's hand? 
Oh yeah, one more, yeah. But then that's it, all right? Yeah. Please come Fine, on. be that way. <laughs> hey, Paul. There hey, is buddy. no. Uh, I'm. Yeah, there is no Paul. <laughs> no Greg either. <laughs> all right. Good. So uh, I haven't been on for quite some time, but I've been uh, catching up in between uh, listening to the recordings. And uh, last time I was on, I was reporting how Greg is feeling yeah. about having cancer. Yeah. And uh, uh, so I think of, it, it, it's interesting, this um, kind of dropped the story, you know, it, it's begging for attention all day long, uh, but much less. And I'm feeling lighter, getting more done, having more energy. Uh, my doctors are calling and wondering what's going on. And I, 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 I don't really have much to report. I go, uh, you know, I'm dropping medications off. Uh, I'm not presupposing that anybody does what I'm doing, but it seems to be working when I, I uh, don't give a lot of interest and attention. I remember there for a while, I was calling my sister and brother-in-law at least once or twice a day to talk about how sick I am <laughs> and and how how much attention I needed and uh it, all the stories behind that and uh, she called the other day she goes are you okay and I I said yeah I'm doing great and she says uh well we were just kind of laughing about it because you hadn't called in a long time we were kind of concerned and I said you know actually I I feel better than I've ever felt my whole entire life so I don't know how how uh uh I mean, I apply this also to the alcoholism bit, but I found it really useful for other things, not just alcoholism. Um, uh, the, the whole idea that, that I am not alcoholism, that I'm not cancer. Um, you know, I'm not, like you say, what we find in five is the absence of that. But anyways, so I'm, I'm just giving you more of a report than anything. Right. And um, uh, I, I just want one comment, uh, what you said about being myopic. And I, and I was thinking about the difference between convergent and divergent. So divergence has really helped bring in a lot of new information that I never knew was possible. And, uh, and yeah, and some of that's done through meditation because it doesn't make sense to sit there for an hour and, and you know, uh, let my focus come off me. And I, I tell you, my head will scream to try to get me to get up and do things. And I don't, I just say, no, I'm in charge. I get to be in, the real me gets to be in charge, right? So uh, I really appreciate the fact that you guys are here, even though you're not, right? Yeah. So what I got to create it, right? How, how do you look at that? You got a, something to comment about that? <laughs> I'm not, I have a, the, the crowd here is getting irate. They want to go. They want to go to the. They want to go to the coffee shop. They're tired. Okay. Hey, bro, Greg. It's very nice to see you. Yeah. Very nice to see you. And haven't you noticed though sometimes when uh, a lot of things start having seemingly real effects when name and form is given to them? Yes. Absolutely. So I remember people I know, 
Uh, I know some people and they were all right. <coughs> and they heard that they had something and then they looked terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how it could hit them like that so fast. Yeah. The head has such a role in everything. It's just, and so to have uh, the percentage of its participation diminish is awesome on whatever topic that we could come up against, really. It's just got way too much involved in, in everything, yes? Yeah. The reliance that we have on it isn't, uh, isn't based on its uh, performance. It's just advertising, yeah. I feel the shift from reliance on self to reliance on this idea of a higher power changed the whole living of the action figure in my life. So, yeah. Thanks, bro, very much. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Everyone, see, the way they happen here is no one donates any at the meeting. They all leave. Hey, come out, come back here. <laughs> I've lost, like, they're all gone, they're outside. Hey, thank you, man. Greg, it's a really nice thing to see you. Thanks for thinking of us coming over here. Yeah? Yes, thank very you. Helpful. Yeah, it's good to see you guys too. Yeah. Truly very, very helpful. Thank you so much. Great, great. And let's yes. say goodbye, hey, Mike, is that it? Thank you, Greg, and yep. Hey, don't forget to get You're me welcome. a Thank you. Get me that gluten-free cheesecake. <laughs> All right, so let's say all this might might be serve to come out here and watch them. Yeah, they're all out here. Yeah, here they are. Hey, dealing drugs and they're swapping uh, different uh, DVDs. All right. Uh, yeah, nice to see you, Mike, as always. We got Bill and Kathleen. Always a pleasure. We got Tariq from uh, Dover. Always a pleasure. Thanks for your support, Tariq. Yeah. We got Angie. There she is. Nice to see you, Angie. We got David B. Yeah. We got Stuart from Oz. Nice to see you, Stuart. Hey, Paul. Anu. A new, a new. Yes, I love that word. That's, if I ever have a kid, which I don't think is going to happen, that's going to be a new. And the other one will be later. <laughs> It'll be a new and later. <laughs> and oh, we have Leah. She's in Florida now. Leah, how are you? Good to see you. Thanks for sticking with us. I met you horizontal, now you're, you're uh, standing vertical, wow. And you used to be the tundra look, now you got a, yeah. <laughs> All right, we got Jonathan. Jonathan, nice to see you, Jonathan. Vlad, my man, Vlad, pleasure to see you. You doing all right, bro? Yeah, thank you, I'm okay, yes. Oh, good, good, good. Thank we've you. Got, we've got Roman. Oh, we got Roman. We got Nico. Always nice to see Nico. Yeah, talk with Mike, Nico, about Croatia. We got Tommy, Stefan on having never left. Kalen. Kalen may come from Romania. He can come over to Croatia. 
Yes? You never know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, see what happens. We got Chris. Thank you, Bob. Oh, you're welcome, Caleb. We got Kathleen. You made it through the first meeting, Kathleen. It gets easier from here on. Quite easier. Good. We got Ashley. Ashley, good luck, eh? Yeah, yeah. We got Kayla. Got a nice hat there. Nice to see you. Grateful Dave, as always. We got Rob. Helma, he's uh, he's boycotting any kind of barbershop. It's looking, getting there. We got Holly A. Nice to see you, Holly. We've got uh, Susan K, my latte lady, Jimmy R, Mandy, Cena, Rob from Louisville. Yes. Uh, I think that's it. Hey, listen, thank you, everyone. Thanks thank for you. Bye. Yeah, thank Bye, you, everyone. Bye. Uh, thanks, Mike. Oh, wait a minute. Hey, hey uh, Mike, I'm going to send you something. Tuesday, I'm not going to do Awakening Together. I forgot I had a long-standing recovery thing to okay. do. So I'll send it. Maybe Bill would like to go to Delaware. So I'm going to speak for a long time at an AA group in back east. 4.30 okay. Tuesday uh, afternoon. I'll send you the information. Pacific All right. time. All right? See you okay. guys. Bye-bye. Bye. All right.